I'm Julianne DeLynn Hatton, and you're listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. This series will discuss the Prophet Joseph Smith and the authenticity of the gospel he restored. I'll be speaking with Michael R. Ash, author of the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Welcome, Michael Ash. Hi, Julianne. Hidden Records is our topic for today. Yeah, yeah, another interesting one, I think. Let's start by reading Ether 4.3. Yeah, in uh, the book of Ether, um, and this is talking about Moroni, and uh, he says, And now after that they had all dwindled in unbelief, talking about the Nephites, and there is none save it be the Lamanites, and they have rejected the gospel of Christ. Therefore I am commanded that I should hide them up again in the earth. So he's talking about uh, the plates, the, the, the writings that he's you know collected from his father and uh, the, the ones that he's uh, gathered from kind of the storehouse of plates from the people before him and the book of Ether that he's, he's commanded, the Lord told him to hide these up into the earth. The chapter of Ether is about a civilization basically being snuffed out. Yeah, it's kind of the the culmination of the wars going on between the Nephites and the Lamanites for, you know, a thousand years. And uh, Moroni is the last historian, the last person to to write in the Book of Mormon. And basically he's bringing it to a close. And he says that, uh, you know, he, he ends up having to escape with his life. The, the few people, survivors that are left are scattered. The Lamanites have taken over. And he wants to make sure that these records survive and, and get into our hands, the, the, the you know, modern uh, Latter-day Saints. And so in order for them to survive, the Lord says, hide them up in the earth. What do the critics say about hidden books? Well, many have laughed at it uh, because, in fact, uh, one critic, I'll, I'll quote him, he says, why are we so often told that the plates were to be hid up unto the Lord? This language shows the fraud which the writer designed in writing the Book of Mormon. So, so the, many of the critics have laughed at this and said, you know, why should he hide them up? They don't seem to understand what the importance was of uh, keeping them hidden. What would you say the reason was then? Well, it had to be somewhere safe. Uh, you know, if, if Moroni would have left them out for the Lamanites to get a hold of, uh, they could have melted them down or used them for, you know, weapons or something else, or, or maybe even, uh, you know, added their own uh, information on there or changed things. Uh, either way, it probably would have not made it to Joseph Smith's day. So the Lord knew that these had to be protected, hidden, buried somewhere that they could uh, end up getting to Joseph Smith. Are there any other stories of hidden records? Yeah, that's really what's very interesting is that we f we have a lot of stories from, again, the ancient Near East that talk about hiding up uh, records. There's a book called The Assumption of Moses, and it's an apocryphal book, and it was uh, basically one of the ones that was accepted by some of the early Jews, and it's what they call pseudepigraphal, which means that it was probably written by somebody else, but it's maybe a story that's carried on, you know, f from generation to generation before it was uh, uh, written down. And th this would have been something that I, I think the first one came out in about 1861 uh, in in Latin. So, you know, long after the Book of Mormon was finished and uh, um, in a language that Joseph Smith wouldn't have known about. But in the Assumption of Moses, it says that Moses 
before being taken up to heaven, is instructed by the Lord to seal up the covenant and to receive this writing, that thou mayest know how to preserve the books which I shall deliver unto thee, and thou shalt set in order and anoint them with oil of cedar and put them away in earthen vessels in the place which he made from the beginning of the creation of the world. Hunibli, again, has written a lot about this. So basically, in this book, The Assumption of Moses, Moses is commanded to hide up these records so that they will be delivered later on. There's a Christian historian about a... uh, 3rd, 4th century AD uh, by the name of Eusebius. And uh, he was familiar with some of these traditions as well. And he said that Noah, apparently, uh, according to the traditions, was he inscribed um, the history of kind of the world and then was told to bury these records. Uh, and, and so there's, there's a lot of traditions out there, but even more fascinating than that, we actually have some real examples of hidden records. So where would these examples come from? The two most famous ones would be the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Nag Hammadi Library. Uh, and the Dead Sea Scrolls, most people have, have heard about those. But, but in, in the mid-1940s, so a hundred years after the Book of Mormon was published, uh, there was some Bedouin shepherds, and they were looking for lost sheep, and they were, they were looking in these caves nearby, and, and they found these earthen jars. So we have these kind of ceramic jars, and inside these jars were these scrolls. And uh, more and more scrolls were recovered in this this uh, Dead Sea area. That's why they're called the Dead Sea Scrolls, because the place that they were recovered. And the people that lived there were worried about, again, the, the militaries of the times, the wars coming in and destroying the records. So they hid them in these caves, in these earthen jars, so they would be protected, and it was, you know, uh, hidden for, you know, a thousand years. Uh, The other one that uh, is fairly well known is the Nag Hammadi Library, and this comes from the upper uh, Egypt area, and and surprisingly, it came forward about the same time, and in this particular case, there there was a couple of, uh, uh, like, Bedouins again, that uh, had found this jar, were worried that maybe there's a spirit inside of it, um, because you know, this is where the stories of like genies in the lamp and stuff come from. They found this earthen jar, and so they found that it had papyri inside. It was actually uh, leather uh, books, not not even so much papyri, but these leather books inside. Some of the early ones were burned, but again, finding that these books were hidden in these uh, jars protected away so that they would last through the centuries to be used by future generations. So, so it's a fact that books were hidden, just like the Book of Mormon was hidden, so they could be retrieved and utilized by uh, future generations. Thank you, Michael Ash. Thank you, Julianne. Thanks for listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. I'm your host, Julianne DeLynn Hatton, inviting you to keep the faith Michael R. Ash is the author of the book, Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Faith and Reason is produced by Tom Hatton with music courtesy of Arthur Hatton. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can support this podcast by subscribing to it in iTunes and by rating it and writing a review. Questions or comments can be sent to podcast at fairmormon.org or you may join the conversation at fairblog.org.